0: All righty, gang, here we go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's 12 o'clock somewhere in Southern California. It is 12 o'clock. And uh, I guess we got storm of the century coming to Southern California. They're calling for maybe an inch of rain. It's going to be devastating to, to Southern California. Almost a whole inch of rain maybe tomorrow. There, Everyone's getting ready filling sandbags, getting ready for the big storm. Southern California, I think the weather today is 70, 75. So they're getting ready for the big storm that's going to hit Southern California tonight, tomorrow. They're calling for almost a whole inch of rain. It's unbelievable. If you listen to the news in Southern California, it is absolutely... Hey, Frank, hello from Puerto Rico, buddy. Gang, it's absolutely amazing how they're panicking in Southern California over maybe a whole inch of rain, and temperatures are supposed to get down to the chilly 60s. It's going to be unbelievable. Those of you in the rest of the country, I hope you're hanging in there. I hope you're doing okay. uh, Yeah, a whole inch of rain. Here comes a mudslide, maybe. There might be a little bit of mud, but... uh, What we're gonna talk about today is lobsters because it's Promar Ahi USA Tuesday. And Promar makes the greatest lobster fishing gear in the world. And uh, we're gonna talk about lobster fishing today because like I say on my website, if we get a little bit of weather at all, it should make the lobsters crawl better. We haven't really had any weather in Southern California. So this uh, devastating rain that's coming tonight could have an opportunity to make the lobsters crawl. We're hoping that there's going to be more than the rain they're calling for, but there could be a whole inch of rain is what they're calling for. So let's hang on. Let's see what happens. Dino Hansen, thank you very much for the comments on the picture. Gang, we have a picture floating around right now. We posted across all social media this morning. Shows my good friend, Stephen. Stephen with a uh, couple of real nice Ling Coddy up in Santa Monica Bay and Dino left some nice comments on there gang go over and check out those picture leave a comment let us know what you think and uh, we'll post a picture tomorrow and whenever you leave a comment whoever we like the most about the comment we're going to mention you on our show and Dino Hanson you are being mentioned today so thank you very much and uh Well, good, Dave Burris. Push that uh, rain down the coast a little bit. Maybe they'll get a whole half an inch of rain down here in Southern California. You never know. But um, as far as lobster fishing goes, gang, we're going to get deep into it here for uh, 15 minutes while we do our show. But just to let you know, make sure you go to my website and get a T-shirt. You want to be wearing a Your Saltwater Guide shirt for the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Festival the second, third, fourth, and fifth of March. Kelly and I will be there in our booth and uh, we'll be giving away free stuff for anybody that's wearing a your Saltwater Guide shirt. You can't buy the shirt at the show and then get free stuff. If you show up where you can buy the shirts at the show, don't get me wrong. But if you buy them beforehand and show up at the show, then you get free stuff. No, they're saying it may rain tonight, Scott. That's Storm watch 2022, the end of the year, there might get a half an inch of rain in Southern California and some places up to one whole inch. So it's going to be devastating. So hang on. That being said, we're going to talk about why does that make the lobsters crawl? Why is that such a big deal? Well, gang, the reason it's a big deal is because lobsters are nocturnal. They don't like to come out during the daytime. They only come out at night. And why is that? Because you got to remember, everything wants to eat a lobster. Everything. Bass, sheep's head, black sea bass, all different kinds of sharks, octopus. They all want to eat them. And then we want to eat them. So they don't have a tendency to want to come out and crawl around during the daytime. Yeah, I know somebody caught one once during the day, but 90% of the time, the The lobsters are caught at nighttime when they're out cruising around looking for food. But when the water is super calm and super clean, they don't want to come out. You want that water to be cloudy. Yep, just like Scott just said over on Instagram. You want that water to be kind of dirty. And the bigger the swell, the better. That's why this weekend, gang, hang on to your hats. Because what's going to happen Saturday and all day Sunday is going to cause some massive amounts of water to move in Southern California. So you want to make sure you pay close attention to the game plan coming out on Thursday afternoon on my website, your We'll talk about lobsters a lot. We're not going to talk much about fishing because it's going to be a devastating weekend for uh, the ocean. And you're not going to want to be out there, but you are going to want to be fishing inside of L.A. or San Diego Harbor because it'll be nice inside the harbor, but outside the harbor, it's not going to be livable. It's going to be a phenomenal amount of wind. They're calling for 25 to 30 knots of wind on the beach and way more than that offshore. And that's going to cause a big swell with lots of water movement. And that's going to make those lobsters crawl really good inside of LA and Long Beach Harbor and also down in San Diego Harbor, which we haven't had really this year to say so. We'll keep our fingers crossed that that weather's coming. And what I want to tell you is if you, hey, Papa Louse, how are you, buddy? If you are thinking about going hoop netting this weekend or even starting tomorrow, if we do get that whole half an inch of rain tonight, or maybe even a whole inch in cities like San Clemente, you're going to want to make sure that you have, go to the Promar website, promarahi.com. And when you're on the website, look at the seal-proof bait cages because they matter and they matter a lot. Why do we need seal-proof bait cages? Because the California sea lion is a very visual animal. And once he can see that bait, and a lot of people like to use that bait cage, once the sea lion sees that bait, he's not gonna leave your hoop nets alone. He will not leave your hoop net alone to save his life, he's gonna be on them the whole time. So you wanna be sure that you have those seal-proof bait tubes, they're round, and I make some, you can see them on my website, Promar makes them, you can make them or you can go to Promar and buy them, but do not go hoop netting without them because once the sea lion is onto your bait, he will not leave your hoop net alone. He's going to spend the whole night trying to get that bait out of your hoop net. A lot of times they'll actually grab the bait cage and drag it around. They'll smash it with their forehead. They'll keep moving that net around. They'll move it out into deeper water and you'll never, ever see it again. I see a lot of people post all over the internet about how they lost their hoop nets last night because someone stole them. A lot of times that'll be the California sea lion. Once he's locked in on your bait tube, locked in or not on your tube on your cage or a lot of people like to tie their bait into the middle of their net. Once that sea lion sees it, he is relentless. He was not going to give up. He's going to keep working at it and working at it and working at it till he can get that bait out of that hoop net. So it's not a good thing. Sea lions are not good. They're not a good animal, period, but they're really not a good animal for hoop netting. We'll do another show about sea lions another time. I have a whole show about sea lions and I can go way deep into that, right? But I'm not going to today. We don't want to make anybody angry. But what I can tell you is the sea lions are bad for lobsters. If you don't think they eat lobsters, you're highly mistaken. They'll eat the shorts when you throw them over, They'll go into your net to get them out of there. Plus, they're going to constantly be working on your bait cage. So now we know that we got to have those tubes. And if you go to promarahi.com and you order up your tubes, when you're leaving the website, make sure you put in the code YSWG. That's going to save you 10% on your tubes. You need to have them. You got to have them. Then the next thing is, is you need to know where to go. That's super crucial when you're lobster fishing. You have to have spots. You got to have more than one spot because if you get to the spot that you know and someone else is there, you don't want to go dropping your hoop nets on top of someone else's spot, just like we don't want someone dropping their hoop nets on our spot when we get there first. It's called etiquette. And I know a lot of people don't believe in etiquette anymore, but Etiquette is, if someone else is already there, don't put your stuff there. So let's just pretend like we're going to all play in the etiquette game. So you're going to want to know more than one spot. Where can I get lobster spots? That's something I get asked all the time. And I was just having a conversation on the telephone with someone a few minutes right before we started the show, a brand new client on the website. And he was, we were, I was taking him through the website, showing him how it all works. And he was blown away by the information and all the spots that you're able to assemble by going to the website. And I told him, yeah, I'm just trying to share the information I gathered over the 48 years fishing for a living in Southern California and turning it on to you. So you don't have to fish for boats and you don't have to fish for, Other boats that are fishing for lobsters, when you go, you actually get to go fish for lobsters when you go lobster fishing. Instead of getting out there and looking around for all the buoys and where are all the buoys at? I wanna go, those guys have to know where they are if they all put their stuff there. That's not how it works. And then the number one thing I'm gonna tell you is never ever fish where the commercial guys get to fish. Not because I love the commercial guys and I don't want you fishing on top of them. You're not going to catch their lobsters, so I'm not worried about that. What I'm worried about is the commercial lobster fishermen will give everything they have for a day to go put their commercial lobster traps where us as hoop netters get to fish. There is no lobster fisherman on the planet that wouldn't love to drop their lobster traps on the front side of Catalina. Go put a couple of traps at Empire Landing or go put a couple of traps up at Black Rock or at Johnson's Rock. So why would you ever go put your stuff where the commercial guys fish? I'll tell you why. Because you don't know any spots. Because you didn't think that it was necessary to become a member of anybody. And if you know a better website to get all this great information, I would suggest going to that website as soon as you can and signing up so that you have a plethora of spots that you could fish. Most of my clients will tell you when they get to the spots that they find out at your saltwater guide or the hot spots for this week, they get there. There's no one else there because the people don't go out every single day on our website. They do go out a lot and they leave great reports but they're not out there every single day so the chances of you seeing another boat when you go to our hot spots are pretty slim and none and it's been working out very well for the last four years for a lot a lot of people we have thirty-seven hundred members so don't think for one second that this won't help you out i don't even care if you're at the greatest level of hoop netting success in the history of the planet earth how cool would it be to have more spots so when you get to your spot and there's already other people there You don't have to lose your mind and drop your stuff on top of other people. It's super imperative to know where to go. And then once you get there, there's a few rules. First of all, fresh bait. The fresher the bait, the better. The fresher your bait, the better your opportunity of catching lobsters. What I was taught when I was working for the uh, aquarium in Long Beach was those big antennas on those lobsters Those are for them to pick up the electrical waves coming off of the bait. All animals, I guess, have an electrical field around them is what I was told. I believed them when they told me that. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But once I started doing this, my success rate changed dramatically. Once I got out of the stinky, rotten garbage bait and got into the fresh bait. And what do I mean by fresh bait? I mean that when I'm leaving the harbor, to go fishing, I'm going to stop by the bait barge. I'm going to get a half a scoop, put it in a bucket. Half a scoop of anchovies, sardines, mackerel, whatever they have. I'm going to put that in a bucket. On the way to the spots, I'm going to chop it up and stuff it in all my tubes. I'm going to make sure that my bait is, was alive an hour before I put it in the water. I'm going to make sure that it's just starting to decompose and just starting to break down. That's what, how I've approached it since the day I learned that. And that was in 20, 2008, 2007, something like that. When we first run, started running those open party hoop net trips in Long Beach, LA Harbor. I was gathering up as much information as I could get back then because I was trying to do this as a living to feed my family and pay my bills and send my kids to school and pay for our cars. So it was imperative that I learned how to do this. So I've taken that information and I threw it all together on the website and I share it on these seminars every couple of months when we talk about lobsters. But fresh bait is crucial. And then if you can do it, two sets of tubes. So you take one set of tubes and you put it in your 10 hoop nets. You have the other set of tubes in a five-gallon bucket waiting, And then after your second or third set of pulls, change the bait out, put the fresh tubes in, pull the old tubes out, fill the old tubes up with fresh bait and do the same thing. If you're gonna fish a long time, we usually fish four sets, maybe five, but if you didn't, you couldn't pull it off, you didn't know any good spots and you had to fish a little bit longer, you're gonna wanna check, change the bait out so that the bait is as fresh as it could possibly be, all right, so two sets of tubes would be phenomenal. Another thing, you want to try to get your bait in the water an hour before it gets dark. That allows that scent trail to start moving into those lobsters' houses. It starts to flow into those lobsters' homes. They can feel that with their antennas. They start to understand the breakdown of the bait. Everything's starting to come together, those big antennas. and As soon as there's darkness, they come roaring out of their holes, going straight to your hoop net, and then whammo. When they go in your hoop net, gang, they're only going to be in there for a half, half an hour, maybe at the most. They're not going to be in there that long. So what we're going to do when it's, we're going to set our nets an hour before it gets dark. A half an hour after the sun goes behind the island or a half an hour after the sun goes under the water, it's time to start pulling. And what I'll do is I'll go through my 10 hoop nets. Oh yeah, one more thing. Don't go hoop netting without 10 hoop nets. You're never going to go by yourself unless you're on a kayak. And we know people fish on kayaks because they don't have a boat. But if you're going out, you're always going to bring a friend. And if you bring a friend, you can have 10. Never, ever go without the 10. It's just like going to Vegas and putting three quarters in a slot machine when you're supposed to put in five to win the jackpot. Same thing with lobster fishing. A lot of you will tell everybody here, we catch most of our lobsters on our first set, maybe our second, and then they start to slow down because they come charging out in the very beginning. You don't want to have five nets or six nets in the water when they're doing their biggest crawl. And then when they start to slow down, you didn't get your limits because you didn't have you didn't have all the hoop nets you wanted to have. Hey, Charlie, I just saw you logged on. You want to have... The most amount of nets in the water as you're allowed by law, especially when they're crawling. You don't, can you imagine you're out there and you only have six nets in the water and you're having the most bitchinest night of your life and every net's coming up with three or four lobsters in it and two or two of them are legal and you're going through them and then the next set you're getting one, two, and then. That was it. They quit crawling. But if you would have had 10 in the water, you'd already been done. You would already had limits. That's what I'm talking about. Make sure you have 10. Look around. There's websites that are selling them. You go to Promar and you put in promarahi.com. You can buy your hoop nets right there and you can save 10% on your nets. You can get everything you need on the website at promarahi.com but you wanna make sure you have 10. And then when we're going through our nets, we don't let them set for more than an hour ever in the water for more than an hour. Most of the time, we let them set a half an hour after the sun goes down, then we start pulling. If I'm pulling my hoop nets and they're coming up with lobsters, we're throwing them right back in the water and then we're measuring the lobsters that we caught and we're going through the nets. By the time we went from one to 10, It's already been more than a half an hour unless you're the fastest net puller in the world, but I'm usually doing it on a 60 or 70 or 80 foot boat. So it takes us a few minutes to get from one to 10. By the time I get back to one, it's already been in the water for 45 minutes, at least a half hour. I'm going right back through my gear again because they're crawling, but if you Okay. I'm sorry. I go. So I got so much stuff I want to talk about and I go so quick and we're running out of time. When I go out, let's say I go to Catalina. Let's say I'm going to go to Parsons Landing. Let's say I'm going to put five of them in the shallows at Parsons Landing and I'm going to put two in 45 feet of water. And then I'm going to put three outside in 65 feet of water. And you're going, wow, 35 sounds shallow. Not if you go to my website and you understand what I do and how I do it. 35 feet of water is pretty damn deep but that's just because I don't like pulling 200 feet of rope and I don't like pulling it on an electric puller because that's not really lobster fishing I'm if you're going to do that you might as well just go to the store and buy them I want everybody on the boat to get involved in pulling them by hand that's part of the fun of doing it so I like to get them in the water as I'm get them in the water an hour and then 30 minutes is about a as long as I want to leave them in the water without pulling them. But I'll put, like I said, five, two, and then three. And then I'll go into the five, pull those. If there's lobsters in them, they're going back in the water. Then I come out to the two, I pull them. If there's nothing in them, they go on the boat. I go out to the three and 65 feet of water. I pull them. They got some lobsters in them. So then I'm going to put the two that were with by themselves in that 35, I'm going to put them out with the 65 feet of water. I'm going to go back in and pull the five because now it's been so long. I'm already pulling those five on the inside. They all have lobsters in them. Again, I go back out to the other five on the outside. If they don't have that many lobsters, those five are going to go in and be married to the other five in there because that seems to be where the bulk of it's all happening. But I never, ever start my night out putting all 10 of them in the same spot. I don't care if the last time I went, it was full speed, all you could do to get them in the boat, and it was full speed lobsters. Lobsters, I don't know if you've seen them, but they have legs, and they walk around, and they crawl around, and if you ever saw, there was an old TV show on called The Undersea World of Jacques Cousteau, and he showed the march of the spiny lobster, the California lobster, the real lobster, the ones with claws, those are crawdads. And uh, that's what they have back east. But these are lobsters, no claws, spiny lobster, real lobster. And they, they march in big lines out in the mud, in the sand, just like a tr- an ant trail. When you've seen full speed ant trails, that's what the spiny lobster looks like when they're moving from one area to the other. So just because you found them really good last week when you were out there, that doesn't mean that they're all going to be in the same place. So spread your nets out the first set. Spread them out. Get three little spots and spread out your nets and then fish those spots and figure out where they're at. There's so much I can go over. There's so many things we could talk about. If you didn't catch everything we were talking about today, go to our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, gang. Everything's way too expensive to figure it out on your own. You don't wanna follow the gale force and the triton around when you're out there hoop netting. That's not why you bought your boat. You bought your boat so you can go fish. And the very first thing I tell everybody is never ever fish for boats. That's the last thing you wanna do when you have your boat. I teach all my clients at every level, bluefin fishing, halibut fishing, lobster fishing, go fish for lobsters, fish for halibut, fish for tuna. Stop fishing for boats. It's never going to help you. You don't want to follow other boats. That's not why you bought your boat. Spend a couple bucks. Become a member of somebody's website. If it's not mine, somebody's, everything's way too expensive to figure this stuff out on your own. You don't want to try to figure it out on your own. Don't forget, go on Facebook. Leave us those stars we were talking about. We're going to give away 100 US dollars on New Year's Day. We're gonna give away 100 US dollars on New Year's Day and we're gonna have story time on New Year's Day too. We're gonna do all that at one o'clock Pacific Standard Time. We'll give away the 100 bucks and we'll have story time on New Year's Day. Why? Because we found out last year a phenomenal amount of people are watching us. Dang, you wanna hear something unbelievably extraordinary yesterday on Facebook alone? 780,000 views, your saltwater guide. I just, I find these numbers extraordinary. I just am blown away and it's only because of all of you. So thank you all very, very much. If there's anything I didn't cover on this, I guarantee it's on my website. I guarantee And if it's not, and if there's something you need to know more of, if you're a member of my website, my phone number is right there. You can call me anytime. You can ask any one of the 3,700 members. I'm the one who answers the phone. Unless I'm going to the bathroom, then Kelly girl answers the phone. And then she'll talk to you for a few minutes till I get out of the bathroom and then I'll talk to you. But I always answer my phone. I always want to help you. I always want to make sure that you... Get the best success you could possibly get owning your own boat, fishing in Southern California. I don't know anybody else that's going to make that guarantee to you. I promise you, I will always take care of you. Yeah, lobsters don't go for the boogers, Matt. They're not into boogers. Not into burgers. No booger-eating lobsters caught by Captain Dave. So gang, remember... Leave the stars on Facebook if you want to win the 100 bucks. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, thank you very much. The numbers are growing extraordinary over there also. I am blown away. No, I don't. Why, have you been waiting 45 minutes for me to call you back, Matt? Gang, I will be here for you tomorrow. We'll have another great show. Thank you very much good luck with this giant storm that's going to hit southern california tonight be careful it could rain up to 1 inch in some areas that's devastating you may even have to turn on your windshield wipers so be very very careful out there be very very i i know it is and i and i go for and also gang if you want to see something absolutely mind boggling absolutely mind boggling go look at the video i put up I know the owner of this boat. It's got right around 3 million views. You got to go in there and check it out. Goliath Fishing, welcome to our show. You got to go check out that video, gang. There is millions of views and millions of people telling me that I don't know how to tie up a boat. It's gotta be one of the funniest guys darn things I've ever heard in my life. I don't know how to tie up a boat. I fake the whole thing. Oh yeah, another person said I bought all my followers. <laughs> how funny is that? I bought all my followers. And yeah, the millions of views I get every day are totally fake too. All right. Well, thank you very much. You guys have a great, great day. Be kind to each other and we'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks. James Marco. Have a great day Woo-hoo. Join Captain Justin Leak and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.